Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. thought-provoking topics, and conversations and tools that are going to help you live the life you really want starting today. So pour yourself a cup of tea, have a seat, and get ready to join Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa. And I am here with a very special guest today, but I am going to do my regular doggy disclaimer that there may be some background noise. If that happens, ignore it, but we will, we will just press on because I think this show today is important enough that it's going to elevate against any background noise. It's going to be, this is something that I think every parent probably wants to hear, but not just parents, because I think this is a topic that is also something that adults deal with in their lives. I know I have too. Um, I'm here today with Lisa Cavallero, and she is a coach and an author, and she's the creator of The Bully Spin, um, which is a website, a project, a process, an entirely different way of looking at how to deal with bullying, how to empower ourselves and empower our children to be... I would say bully proof or less less affected by bullying. And I think that her work is revolutionary in this particular genre of of parenting and I mean even psychology in that she Lisa is not focused on bullies. Lisa is focused on the other side of this problem, which is something that you don't see a lot of here. So Lisa, I want to thank you for joining me today. And if you don't mind, if you could give us just like a brief bio and introduction, um, and tell us a little bit about what brought you to this kind of work. Because I know you've done parenting work before. In fact, I think you're the you're the parenting expert. But this is something even above that general parenting category of coaching. So, yeah, tell us all about it, and tell us all about you. Okay, I'm happy to do that. First of all, hi Lisa, and thank you uh, for having me on your show. Um, yeah, the reason that I'm doing this, and I do have a very different outlook on how to deal with bullying. Um, I've been, uh, I started out as a marriage and family therapist, and I worked in schools, and I, and I, at that point, I was doing therapy and not coaching, but nevertheless, I was working with kids and their parents, and um, oftentimes, I prefer to work with the parents because there's a lot that we can do um, more. So a, a parent can do a lot more to help kids than a coach or than a therapist simply by virtue of the fact that parents spend more time with kids 
than uh, someone that a, a kid meets with uh, once a week. Um, but how I got focused on, uh, aside from all of the incidents that I worked with kids on that had to do with bullying, aside from that, last fall, my daughter-in-law asked me how I raised my son to be so confident. And he's, he's a 29, almost 30-year-old man, and I thought, geez, I don't know. I have to think about that. I don't know what I did. And so I kind of let that, that be. And then um, I started noticing how a lot of the, uh, the parents that I coach and as well as the very, some of the, the children that I coach, the topic kept coming up in one way or another. Bullying kept coming up. And my answer to it has always been to not focus on trying to stop somebody, the, the person, the bully, or the person displaying the bullying behavior, trying not to force someone to change, but to work with, and I don't like, I don't want to use the word victim, but the person being, the person being bullied. So what can that person do uh, to come out of a really uncomfortable situation? And, and to me, it's always helping that person feel more confident. Because the behavior, what a bully does to, to someone that they're bullying is, in, in essence, they're trying to shut us down. They're trying to control us. It's, uh, it's like an emotional, it's emotional kind of a thing where they're trying to control how we feel, trying to control uh, relationships that we might have. Um, maybe something they don't want us to have certain friends, and so they'll try to control that or to get, they may think that we have too much power in a situation and try to, to control. And so the whole thing with the, the person on the receiving end of this is, hey, the more confident I can be, then regardless of what that person is trying to do, they won't be successful with me because I just, I know who I am, I know what I'm capable of, and I can, I can handle this, this type of situation. And so I started thinking about, I mean, it's really amazing because the, the topic of bullying was coming up a lot uh, in a lot of the families that I work with. And so I thought, I really think given in, in light of everything that is happening in schools, um, the anti-bullying programs have been around for years and a lot of them all of the ones that I know of, I think they have a really good uh, they have a really good message to teach kids to be kind to one another, to teach them to be an inclusive of each other. And I think that's really important. And I think for the most part, most of us try to raise our kids to be that way. And uh, but the truth is that whether we as parents try that, or even if we're successful with our kids. The fact is that some kids are going to try to control and emotionally hurt and scar other kids. And not only kids, but, but adults do this as well to each other. So, so my whole thing is, okay, we're going to have pretty much every school that I'm aware of has an, some form of anti-bullying program. And I think it's important because it is an issue and, and many are affected by it. And it really it affects not only the people being bullied, but it affects everyone in a situation. There's the onlookers, 
there's the parents, there's the teachers. So there's systems of people being affected by w- one person displaying bully behavior on another person. So I'm saying let's have these programs, let's keep them intact, and let's add a really essential component to it. Let's help kids develop confidence. Okay, so then as part of that, of that so that would be the programs being taught in the schools, let's have the focus be, so let's have a, a solution focus. Rather than focusing on bullies and preventing bullies and bully behavior, let's have a solution focus, which is confidence. Let's teach kids how to be confident. And let's, I wanted to create a website and a Facebook page and everything else that goes along with that. Uh, to use social media, everything that's available to me, to get the message out to parents. Because this really, this kind of work, it really does start at home. And there are things that we can do. So getting back to what my uh, my daughter-in-law, the question that my daughter-in-law asked me, yeah, there were things that I did and there are things that I continue to do and that I was never really aware of. And, hey, there's some things that I, I think looking back now, I did them. I would do them very differently uh, now with my kids. But uh, but I've learned, and so through this website and through these social media pages that I've created and through this blog that I now have, I'm I'm getting this information out to people. So that's that's where that's where I'm going with this. That's where I'm coming from with it. I think. I mean, it is a revolutionary approach because, I mean, it has been a one-sided conversation, how to stop the bullying. And I think a lot of parents, and I've had clients who have expressed this to me, I homeschool, so it's not something that really exists in my world, but I've heard it from lots of other parents that, you know, we think our child's being bullied or we know our child's being bullied. And I've talked to the parents and I've talked to the school and I wrote a letter to the school district and it's still going on. And I'm, I'm watching my child sort of shrivel and change right before me and there's nothing I can do. And that's a really hopeless feeling because the system doesn't always work when you're in that situation. In fact, I would dare say maybe most of the time the system doesn't work the mm-hmm. way it's supposed to in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it leaves parents feeling really hopeless and helpless. Yeah, it it does, and and yet that that's pretty much the protocol that I followed too uh, when one of my kids had an experience with bullies. Um, and hopeless is the exact word, and it's almost like when your kid goes out the door in the morning, you kind of like have your fingers crossed that the, the bullies aren't going to give them a hard time. And yeah, you can kind of see the sadness on their faces too when they go out the door. I mean, they're more than sadness is there's there's a worry there's a fear there um so i think it's important for parents to stay on top of the situation to monitor it but i i really think that i i got too involved and i think there is a way to get too involved because uh there i think that opportunities such as these are really great teaching moments that we have with our kids and I find that it's more helpful that we have an opportunity. We can kind of just like, okay, I, this stinks. I don't like what's happening to you, and I'm going to do about it. I'm going to do something about it. That was, that was my approach before. Um, 
But you know what? And whether I stopped that bully behavior from that particular bully or not, I mean, maybe I was successful with that particular bully, but it really didn't do anything to help my kid other than they didn't have to deal with that particular bully. The, the approach that I'm taking now that I advocate is let's teach children how to stand up for themselves. Let's not, let's not feel so when we hear that our child, another child is being unkind or exclusive to our kid, let's not go immediately to hopeless and, oh, no, and how, what am I going to do? Because that kind of energy, these kids can see that we're, how they can they can tell how we're viewing the situation and if they're worried if we're worried then they're going to be worried and so to to know that as a parent when this comes up well we can do something about this like i can help you i can help you handle it and and when we do that when we take that approach with our kids that it's like we're we're teaching them a skill because oftentimes what happens is we enter the situation, we talk to the coach, we talk to the teacher or the principal or whoever it is, maybe the parent, and we actually call the parent and say, your kid's got to stop, got to leave my kid alone. Okay, but, but the thing is, and uh, this is something that I learned when I went to a, a therapist myself and I, was, uh, and I was the one being bullied and she told me, either you learn how to deal with this person in your life or in the future, more bullies like this person are going to come into your life, only they're going to be bigger and they're going to have sharper teeth. And you know what? That really scared me because she was right. She was absolutely right. I needed how to, to learn how to deal with this kind of person because you know what? When Whoever the kid is that's picking on our kids, they're, they're not the only one that uses those kind of tactics to get what they want in life. And so when we can teach our kid to coach them, to guide them through the situation, there's a sense of empowerment there for the kids. They, they can do it. You know, sometimes they can do it even better than we can do it. They can do it in their own way. They can have more of an impact. And when they, when they do it, they feel stronger. And that's a skill that they will take with them the next time somebody tries to give them a hard time because let's face it, I mean, nobody likes to see their kid being ostracized or being, being in pain because of the way they're treated by their peers. But there is going to come a point when our kids, they go off to college and, you know, they got roommates, they have professors. They, and then from there on, they have bosses. We can't solve all of their, the difficult people, the situations with difficult people in their lives. So why not start now? Why not use what's happening now with a, with a bully and, and with a peer, one of their peers who's bullying them? Why not use that experience as a way to teach our kids some skills that they can hold on to for a lifetime that will serve them really well? So that's that's what I think. That's what I try. That's how I try to do it differently now uh, with a lot of the families that I work with, basing it on the mistakes that I made early on. Oh, and that is proactive. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. empowering. It is 
it is something that isn't victim-y. I mean, it, they, like you said, the energy of it, right? The energy of it is the distinction between being victimized or empowered. And what do we want for our children? We want them to be empowered. So that makes sense. You said exactly. something, though, that I think is important to note was that you talked about this with a therapist, which leads me to believe you may have been an adult at that time. Yeah. I think that yeah. we we look at bullying as a schoolyard problem. And you and I have discussed recently kind of talking about this interview that it's hard to tell if there's more bullying now or if we have more awareness of bullying or if social media creates awareness in another arena to bully. I don't know. But the the issue of bullying with children is huge. Like it's in, it's in the media every day because bad things happen in these situations and we could list them off. I'm not going to, but we all know what I'm talking about, but this isn't just a childhood exclusive issue. And I've been bullied in the workplace and, you know, in, in some environments where that shouldn't have been going on, but it was as an adult recently, actually. And that feeling as an adult when you are being bullied is just as degrading. I mean, it's just as damaging. The stakes can feel just as high. Adults go through, they experience bullying also. And I think most adults don't really know how to deal with it either. I know that I wasn't dealing with it effectively. So this isn't just a kid problem. This is also a child problem. It's It's a teenage problem. It's an adult problem. These skills translate across all age groups. Absolutely, there there really are no boundaries when it when it comes to this kind of behavior. Um, and I think that I mean it's been going on. When when I look at somebody, yes, I did experience it as an adult um, that particular time, and then other times as well um, as an adult. Uh, and you know, I look at the people that we're doing the bullying and, you know, and I finally realized it's like, you know what, they're not just treating me this way. I'm not the only person they treat this way. And they didn't just start doing this one day in their lives. It is like all of a sudden, like, okay, they're 25 years old and all of a sudden they're starting to, or they became a bully. No, it becomes a way of life for a lot of people that use try to control other people, manipulate, uh, emotionally scar other people as a way of getting what they want in their own lives. And, you know, sometimes these are people that we, we don't know. It's, almost, it's really almost easier when that happens. But when it's somebody that we have to deal with on a regular basis, and especially it happens when, to, with people that we're sometimes related to, that we're, we've been in relationship with for years, and that's just how they treat us. And it started so long ago that we're almost not even aware of it at first. And then once it starts to feel so uncomfortable and you look back, it, it's like, yes, it's been going on for a long time, but it just feels so crummy and every time. And, and I have to watch what I say and watch what I do and um, and if and I have to allow this person to always have the final word and to shut me down, and I never feel like I get to really express what I have on my mind, and it's like that's just an awful, awful feeling. 
until that day when you realize that it's like there is something I can do about this. There is like I don't have to feel so shut down. I'm entitled to my opinions. I'm entitled to express them. And you know, when I when I talk about this, I don't I don't by any means think that um well let let me just say this first. I think that coming to the realization of the relationships that we might have, whether, you know, it could be somebody at work, could be somebody that we're uh, related to. Um, but when, when you finally make that realization that, hey, this is what's going on here. And then you decide, oh, I guess I do have a choice. I guess I, I can stand up and I can speak up. And that's a really big step for a lot of us to take. I, I could, I had a choice. I could stand up and I could speak up. And then it's like, oh, wow, I can stand up and speak up. How in the world do I do that? How, what does that, what does that possibly look like? I've never done this with this person before. How, how do I do this? And so I think that the mistake that a lot of people make is that, well, you know what? The next time that person says something like this to me, I'm just going to Speak up right there. I'm just going to let them have it. I'm going to have it. And that's, to me, I, I feel like sometimes we get into these wars that are like survival of the meanest. And this is not by any means what I'm talking about. This is not. That's, that's so far from what, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about developing the kind of confidence in, in myself where I can respectfully, which is really important, respectfully have a conversation with somebody who has been treating me this way with the goal meaning being, number one, to stand up for myself. Number two, to explain to, the, to this person how I see what's going on and to let them know I would like things to change. And so for that reason, I never recommend that we stand up for ourselves in the heat of the moment when something has just happened. Like, for instance, when they're being themselves and trying to control us, I don't think that's the time. And I see, I see this kind of thing happening. A lot of times it happens around other, in, in front of other people where the person displaying the bully behavior might say something to me that feels really controlling and really hurtful and has shut me down and it's happening with other people. And for that reason too, because there's other people around and it's embarrassing to me and it's humiliating to me to be treated that way. I don't want to do that to the other person. I don't want to stoop to that level. I want to have more integrity, more character when I talk to them. So for that reason, I think that it's a really good idea to step back, evaluate, think about what I'm going to say to the person, how I'm, how I'm going to say it, and then find a private time to say it. And, then in, and, and also, in what I'm saying to the person, to make a point of saying, you know, the last time you talked to me this way, and then you can tell them when that was and that there were other people there. That was embarrassing. It was humiliating. And it really felt awful to me. I didn't want to put you in that same situation. 
I didn't want you to, to feel, to feel what I felt and uh, to just to be obvious about it. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I would never do that, but the first time I talked to the person, I would, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to talk to them privately and I'm going to tell them how I see it. I'm going to tell them that I deserve to be treated better. And then it's going to be different from here on out. From here on out. Um, I'm hope, I believe that I'm entitled to my opinions. I can express them. And I don't feel like we need to agree. I'm cool with you not agreeing with me. Can you be okay with me not agreeing with you? Um, and really just put it out there. And I think that for the most part, I think a lot of bully behavior can, can be stopped at that point because a lot of the people that we're dealing with, they've just been acting this way for a long time and most people are not calling them on it. They're, they're afraid. People see, when somebody sees you being bullied by someone else, they see it. I mean, they, they can definitely see it. And so a lot of them aren't even going to say something to the bully about the way that you're being treated because you're kind of like a buffer for them too because mm-hmm. they know, they've seen that bully bully other people. And when somebody falls off of the bully radar, what does the bully do? It goes and finds somebody else, okay? So somebody stands up for you and you come off the bully Radar, hey, guess what? Somebody else is going to step into your spot. Nobody wants to be in that spot. So I, there's, I there's know a that that happens. lot of things. Yeah. I, I know that happens, and it happens, again, with children where one child's being bullied mm-hmm. and everybody everybody feels sort of like a community victimization. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, silences a group rather than one child. I've seen it happen with adults, too. And I think what's cool mm-hmm. about what you suggested about the conversation is I'm just going to say, you know, maybe, and I think it would, I mean, I totally agree, but maybe it makes no difference. It doesn't change the bully's behavior initially. What it does mm-hmm. do, even if nothing changes, the thing that changes innately is by standing up for yourself in a non-confrontational way, you start to feel like you're getting some of your power back. Yeah. That's really the gist of this, Lisa. That is it. I mean, that's that's building that's confidence. That's confidence. It's a scary thing. It's a scary endeavor to look at somebody who who may be your boss or maybe a, a family member and and you've been in this pattern, this dance cuz bullying is a dance. You know, you've been in this pattern for a long time and and you're the one you're going to step in and, and break that pattern, that's, that can be really scary. And, and, and talk about, at the same time, fulfilling when you come out on the other end. And you will come out on the other end. You will. You, you will have some type of progress. It's, it's huge. It's huge. I've seen it happen a number of times, and I've done it myself. And, and really, the goal is not, the goal is definitely not to change their behavior. The goal, the primary goal, is to stand up for yourself. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of power. that going on these days. Absolutely. Aren't, aren't we Absolutely. Now? And then when we can do that for our kids, 
9, 10, 11, 12 years old, teach them how to do that for themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's equipping our, our kids with skills. That's, I mean, to me, that's as important as reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> it ranks right up there to have to, to be able to develop self-confidence say, like that. I might say more important, but that's just me. I mean, okay. I know that you say well, bull- or <laughs> confidence can't be bullied. I mean, that's one of my favorite quotes of yours, confidence can't be bullied. But, I mean, when you're dealing with a parent, so let's pretend we've got a parent who has a child, who is being bullied, and confidence feels like a far-off distant spot on the map because you've seen those changes in your child. And I know that there's more to your process than probably can be rattled off in three or four or five minutes, but what would you say to a parent in the red-hot moment about what to do? And let's assume that parent has done those things, the parent, the teacher, the school, the school district, like all of it. Like, Where would you start to empower a parent to empower their child to break this cycle? Well, first of all, I don't think there's anybody better equipped to do it, to empower that kid than the parent, really, because I don't think anybody loves that kid and wants to see that kid succeed as much as the parent does. So I think... And from what I see in a lot of the parents, because a lot of them come to me and they want me to work with their kid. And I, I understand that and I've been in their situation and, and I think that we all as parents tend to, tend to discount what we're capable of. So when we're what we're doing, what we want to do is we want to get our kids to do something that's outside of their comfort zone to stand up for themselves. But I think I like to start with the parents. Yeah, this, this is a little bit outside your comfort zone. I get it. And that's really why I set up the website and all the pages that I have because I want the parents first and foremost to feel more confident in how they take their approach with their kids. So, when the child comes and is discussing the situation, that feeling that I talked about before, the hopelessness, let's, let's keep that right out of the picture. Like, how about a confident parent? Like, if the parents develop, start building their confidence muscles as far as parent, confidence in themselves as a parent that I can do this. And... A lot of times, the things which we think were helpful. Well, I'm going to talk to so-and-so because her kid was bullied, and so she can guide me. No, you're going to do this differently. We're focusing on the solution here. So we're not going to go, we're not going to go think about finding Johnny the bully and getting him to stop. We're doing this with, with, with my kid. I'm helping my kid. So what does my kid like? What are his skills? What are his talents? What are his interests? Let's do more of this. Let's help this kid do whatever it takes. And this is where a parent's creativity comes in too. What can I do to help my kid feel good? Because a lot of this is changing the feeling. Uh, One of the things that I think 
I never used to do as uh, as a parent that I try to do more of now is really talking about the feeling, how the kids are feeling. We know how they're feeling when they come come in when they're being bullied. They're feeling they're feeling ostracized. They're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling hopeless. It's really uncomfortable stuff. So what we're looking for, and we think, as a parent, we think that in order for our kids to feel better, that what we need to do is stop the bullying. Well, if the bullying stops, then they're going to feel better. No, that's not how it works. It may may be like a temporary solution. But to really help our kids feel as good as they can by doing things that they enjoy and focusing on their gifts and their skills and their talents, that we're helping them build that confidence. And then they're not at the mercy of some kid who's saying unkind things to them because they have that good of a sense of who they are. And one person's opinion, to the contrary, doesn't make a difference. They, it's, it can, they can laugh them off. They can laugh them off. Does that make sense? Did I answer your question? It does make sense. And, I mean, I think it comes Mm -hmm. down to life's greatest mystery, right? Like, no one can be responsible for how I feel about me but me. And that sounds like a really coachy sort of hallmarky kind of thing to say, but I think it is like the the bedrock of happiness is that no one can be responsible for how I feel about me other than me. And I think you're right. Like, when a child feels good about themselves in their lives it's it, it's transforming and it might sound as if a child who's being bullied maybe never felt good about their lives or maybe they're you know weren't I don't know like maybe something was making them susceptible to bullying I don't necessarily think that's the yeah. case really maybe in every case I mean a bully can have a massive impact but just having the tools to empower them to manage on their, like manage on their own, manage their interactions, manage their inner state, like decide how they want to feel and learn to mm. implement those things. It's, these are life skills. They're not just bullying skills. They're life those are. skills. And then, yeah. Those are yeah. life skills. And those are skills that parents, they're not skills that are taught in schools. But those are skills that parents can learn on their own and that they can teach their kids. And they will be very well equipped to, to, to go out into the world with, the, with their peers and, and, and after school besides, uh, you know, as they get on into college. But we're talking about equipping kids with skills that will last them a lifetime. I mean, we were just a little while ago talking about adults who experience bullying so us stopping an eight-year-old down the street from bullying our kid isn't going to help our kid when they've got a nasty boss in, in their 20s and 30s. I mean, to be able to, to deal with, with them, it's, it just can make for a much happier life, much happier. And, and I, I think about those words from the therapist for a long time. Lisa, you learn how to deal with her. Or she's gonna have. You're gonna meet more of her kind, and they're they're gonna be meaner and have sharper teeth. And uh, she's right. She's absolutely right. 
It was a big day when I uh, when I moved past that one that one woman when I was able to to do what I needed to do. It was it, it was very a big confidence building day for me, and I've I've used that skill since too lots of times. And now I share it. it That's the skill I share with with uh, parents and kids. It's a unique opportunity to say like. those learning opportunities, those learning moments, teaching moments you were talking about that you could at one point look back on the bully and be like, thank goodness that happened because that was the moment I empowered my child. That was the turning point where we started building really different sort of up-leveled concrete life skills. Like that person came into my child's life and we, we, we spun it, bully spin, right? We spun it. (laughs) <laughs> into something that had positive ramifications for the rest of forever. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it is about very that? empowering. Mm-hmm. So, I think so. Thank you. Thank you for thought. giving me the opportunity what, to share it. Well, do you have anything you want to add in conclusion before we say goodbye today? I don't know. Your, uh, your questioning was pretty thorough there. I feel like, did, did we miss anything? I don't know. I think I think we got it. So why don't you tell people where they can get a hold of you, where they can find you online and Facebook, and yeah, let's make sure everybody's uh, got your contact. Yeah. Okay. Well, that term bully spin—that's the name of the website, bullyspin.com. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at bullyspin, Twitter at bullyspin, Instagram. The name is bullyspin. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, uh, Bully Spin, once again. Uh, you can email me at lisa at lisacavalero.com. And uh, I think that's about it. I think if anybody wants to get a hold of me with, with that information, they can find me. And thank you, Lisa, for, for again, for the invitation and the opportunity to do this. It's been fun. It's a really nice conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody who's listening. And if you're having any of these issues in your own life or your children's lives, look Lisa up. She has put a ton of information out there, and she's the best. So thank you to you. Big love. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.